Welcome to the Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. So real quick, before I jump into the conversation with this week's guest, I just want to let you know what this show is about. Really, this show is just about all the conversations we, entrepreneurs, those of us who are the why notters, have around entrepreneurship. It's the conversation that you don't typically hear because you just see those fun posts on Instagram and Facebook where we're hanging out on yachts or we're making a ton of money and driving these fancy cars when reality is that's not real life. Real life is trying to figure out how you're going to pay bills, trying to figure out if you're going to make rent this month, trying to figure out if that new client really is going to help move you forward or if they're really going to bring you down. Really anything goes in these conversations and you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop in on these conversations that I'm having with fellow entrepreneurs. So grab your cup of coffee, grab your water, grab your tea, whatever it is that you enjoy, and a pen and paper because you're about to take some notes. Also, be sure to share this out. Oh, here comes my guest. Talk to you soon. It's been a while since we've been able to sit down and just chat. So tell me a little bit about what's going on with your business because I know we just celebrated something big. So tell me a little bit about that because that's I always love having that celebration, whether it's big or small, but this one's really big. Yes. Um, we just celebrated our second birthday for Suede Marketing. So I have officially been in business for myself for two years and I haven't quit or given up yet. So I'm and pretty I love, excited about that. I love that. And, and that's a huge, huge win because when we look at business, uh, starting a business, and we know as entrepreneurs is that it's a lot of work and it's a struggle. So let's kind of step back for a second and, and tell me kind of how you started because I know a little bit about your your history but I want to know you know kind of where you had that idea like oh I should start a business and and were you at a nine-to-five before or were you doing something else well I was kind of in a nine-to-five um, I've been in marketing since forever and so I was working for a boutique agency in Austin but fortunately had been given the opportunity to work from home and so the majority of my schedule, um, I was at home and I'm a mom of four kids. And so having that flexibility is really, really important to me. Yeah, definitely. And so yeah. you were able to take those skills then from your nine to five and apply them into something bigger? Oh, absolutely. So um, basically when it all happened, the company decided to take a different direction. And one day I was the director of a department and the next day it was we don't need your services anymore and I was like okay and um, seeing this happening with so many of my friends that had invested time and years and blood and sweat and tears into other companies and then just them turning around and being like we're done yeah and I was just tired of it and I was like you know I don't want to go back and invest five more years for another company and then just be a number and one day your number's up yes. you know and um, and so like I need the flexibility I would love to be able to continue to work from home so I can stay around and be present for my kids and I've got 13 years of experience under my belt why don't we go ahead and just do something with that and so one month later I launched my website and Suede was born. 
Oh my gosh, I'm getting chills right now because I, I didn't know that those specifics. And so I, I wanna ask you, you know, you touched on a great, some great points there is the, the numbers game and how you are waiting. We, you don't wanna wait for it to be your number up. And, and that's, a, that's really powerful because we do feel like that when we're at a nine to five. And I felt like that when I used to be at my nine to five. And for you to take that next step, do you remember like, was there, besides the motivation of not being the next number that's up, did you pick up a book? Did you know like what you were gonna do with starting your own business? Cause like, I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is just starting. Actually, my old boss was a really big inspiration for that. Um, as much as there might've been some weird feelings at the end there, um, he, it was, a, it was a startup company and it was a small team and, <sighs> he would kind of go in between having a big team and then suddenly there'd be two of us and then we'd hire and then so i mean he made his mistakes but he was a pretty good um mentor as far as looking at how you just get in there and dig and you yeah. just keep digging and you keep trying and you keep putting stuff out there and um and i had learned you know a big a lot about um just organizing that process and what that's going to end up looking like and how we're going to get from A to Z. Yeah. And that is really what I help business owners do now. And I think that the reason that um, it stuck with me so much is because I'm such a process oriented person. Yeah. And so once I see how somebody does stuff, I look back and break it down and reverse engineer it. And I'm like, okay, exactly how did they get here? Yeah. And that's so important, you know, that especially for those who are starting out, but also for those who kind of skip that step and have been in business for a while, but don't have the right systems and processes in place. And so now with the business and hitting that two years, what have you kind of learned over that time that's crucial for businesses to understand? Because there's a lot of people who start out and they don't have a foundation and they don't know where to go. And then there's a lot of businesses who have been kind of just getting by, but could use something like mm -hmm. this in their business. For me, I think the biggest reason why I've been able to um, survive for so yeah. long is packaging, oh. value-based packaging. Um, the way that I sold my services in the first year, it wasn't necessarily exactly what I wanted to do. It was, I was doing more marketing management and less strategic consulting. But by having a core base for my business that I could count on every single month really opened it up. So I wasn't having to rely on a lead gen funnel that brought in 50 leads that I had, you know, a 10% conversion that I was having to bank on to do project development or a one-off sale. Rather, I've got a base of management clients that pay a good wage for the value that they get and I'm able to finish all of that work within about a week's time generally and that is my base and my cushion and then everything else is just growth I love that and okay so now as you can tell I'm super excited because you hit on a, a nail on the head there because you talked about value-based packaging now mm -hmm. I know that that is something 
that I struggled with, especially in the beginning, and a lot of my friends and fellow entrepreneurs have struggled with. How did you figure out that process? Like what, you know, because most people start hourly because mm-hmm. they're used to that from a nine to five. Like, how did you think, oh, I should package this? Well, again, that was from my past experience with my past job. We were um, at, because I was the director of a, of a department, we had a couple of different programs and they were in the midst of an evolution. Um, and so that was what we were doing constantly was packaging, packaging, packaging. How can we um, create a program offer? Yeah. And so I was really learning about how to create a program offer at that time. And so when I left, I realized that um, the, the hourly was not going to work for me and that I didn't want to be held, um, held by that. Yep. <clears throat> There's just a lot of strict guidelines there. And especially as a person that likes to make my own hours. And I sometimes would rather work at two o'clock in the morning than two o'clock in the afternoon. And so for me, being able to just build a package and say, this is what you're going to get out of this, and I'm able to do that on my own, works well for me. Um, for them, they love it because they know what they're paying for up front. There's never a question about that. They know what they're getting. There's never a question about that. And I'm able to package it in such a way to where they feel like they're getting a lot for what they're paying. But for me, if I were to be charging hourly, I would be getting half as much. Yes. And that is key because that's what I learned the hard way when I first started my business was I thought, oh, I'll just do hourly. This is great. Like, you know, you'll make good money. And then you realize, wait a minute, I actually do things in half the time, if not even less, because it takes most people, you know, a week or a month takes me a day or a half a day, like, or mm-hmm. sometimes minutes. So it's so interesting that that that's how we learn. And some of us like myself learn the hard way. And some of us like you learn real quick, like, no, package it and go with it. And that yes. is super important. Well, and if you've ever worked with a designer, you see, you know, right off the bat that what takes them 10 minutes and you're going, I had to pay how much money for that? But it didn't just take 10 minutes. It took the 10 years before that in training. And it takes the skill and talent that they naturally have that you don't have. All of those things, you know, build into that 10 minutes that it took them to to do that, you know. Um, So it's the same with us. So, so true. And and that's something I know uh, myself I run into a lot in terms of when I'm out talking to people and um, listening to business conversations is that a lot of people will talk about the design whether it's web design logo design marketing materials all of that and some people do think that way in terms of clients where it's like it only took you 10 minutes to do this and you brought up a great point it's not just that 10 minutes that we did it it's that whole history of training that we've done whether it's school podcasts uh, videos all of the things that's rolled into it that have taken time, years to develop. And that's what I think a lot of us forget, um, both the client and the actual designer in terms of, you know, oh, it didn't just happen overnight. It's been 10 plus years in the making. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's fair. And if you believe in what you're doing, um, and that that's the thing is that when you're building relationships with your clients, 
and that's your focus, you know if you've packaged something that is a good value for them. Yeah. You know, and that's key. What's make it make sure that it's a good value for them. And you might be able to add something that for yourself is really simple to do, but for them is just over the moon. Like they would do anything if they could do that. You know, so look for those kind of little golden nuggets and opportunities to really add a lot of value to somebody's world. And, and you know, that's so true. I was just in a meeting yesterday with uh, a good friend of mine and fellow entrepreneur friend, and we were looking at Gmail and specifically G Suites, you know, because we have professional version. And uh, I was showing them how to save a draft, an email draft as a canned email. And they didn't have that option turned on. And so we turned it on and they were, it blew their mind. Like, that's just something that comes naturally to me because I've had it on forever and I boop, 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 and I save it and it's good. Mm -hmm. And for them, it was just like mind blowing. <laughs> and, and it's like, and it saves you so much time and energy and all of that. And, you know, to get even simpler, we also did the, on a Mac, command uh, C for copy. And, and that was just like, I don't have to what? go to the edit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so yeah, it's like we have to stop and look at what do we do naturally that's just so quick and easy and just, you know, boop, boop, boop. And how can we package that and share that with others? Because it's not going to be as easy and right there for them as it is for us. Well, I have to myself all the time, whatever. I am worried that, you know, I'm not as good as somebody else, or I'm not. I'm not talking about my message as much, and which I'm not. Um, you know, but there are certain things that you know you compare yourself to other people, and we have those moments of doubt within ourselves. But I have to remind myself when I'm talking to my clients um, and you know friends that I'm helping out, and how quickly and how easily I can add value to their day and make their world so much easier, because I'm looking at Facebook and I'm stuck in this echo chamber of other entrepreneurs and that's who I'm comparing myself to when the people that follow me think the world of me yes but and I'm not taking the moment to really recognize that and really appreciate how much they appreciate me because I'm too busy comparing myself to these other entrepreneurs and and that that's huge I'm so glad you brought that up because you know let's talk about self-doubt at any level in the game it's like it always seems to be there especially for those starting out but i don't think it ever really goes away because like you said we compare ourselves to some degree i mean it's human nature to compare ourselves um and so we have to watch that comparison game but with social media and everything it's so easy to get stuck in the oh my gosh, they look like their business is booming. They're doing all the things. And here I am, you know, still working out of my house without an office in a location. And it's, and then you feel guilty. And in my head, I'm like, uh, no, overhead is like cut in half, if not more without having an office, like go to a co-working space. If you need to go to your favorite coffee shop, like you don't need an office unless you absolutely need an office. Like, yeah. That's well, the beauty. And the thing is, is that we just, we only are seeing one small facet of what's going on. And so when I first started, 
There was, you know, kind of a, a group of people that I started following, and I think that you followed them too. And this is how I kind of ended up finding you. The, you know, pages you like, pages they like. Oh, right. Thing. And um, and some of these people had started right around the time that I had started. Some of these people have completely flown past me, and I'm going, bye. You know, yeah. like I'll <laughs> I'll see you soon. I'll catch up. I'll be there. My timeline looks a little different right now. Yeah. Um, but other people that I was looking at thinking, man, they've really got it all together and they're doing all this stuff that I'm not doing because my, my whole living in the pain problem has been not spending enough time on my business because I'm too busy in my business, you know? And yes. so I'm constantly struggling with that. But I was, you know, watching a blog, reading a blog from someone that I had been following that I was, you know, kind of idolizing, who was younger than me, that I'm like, oh, <laughs> they're doing all the right things. And they posted this blog, and it was like, we hit our first five-figure month, woo! You know, or no, it was four-figure month. And, um, which for a small business owner, that's a big deal when you're first starting out, you know? Yeah. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, I did that. I did that like month two. Like, what am I, what am I over here comparing myself for and getting all upset? Like, yeah, you know, I might not be as show as good at showing it, you know, but oh yeah, it's happening. And so you have to remember what's happening behind the scenes in your own life and what's happening behind the scenes in other people's lives that you don't know. You know, it's so true. And you brought up two great points. You were talking about basically seasons, what we like to call seasons in our business, which we're at different stages. We can't compare ourselves to others because they may be at stage 10 and we're still at stage one or vice versa. And there's different seasons. Like right now, as we're talking, my season is the slow season because of summertime. Most people are on vacation with the family and out of school and all of the things. So they're not really thinking too much about, oh, I need help with building my business. I need to start a business. Like they're taking a break. <laughs> So as a business owner, you have to plan for that and, and know when those seasons come. And even if you're starting out, you can still know those seasons if you've done your research and have worked in that industry or know people that are in that industry because you can just ask and listen and see what's going on. Um, the other part that you brought up, which is really, really good, is the part of not necessarily showing your successes all the time having that out there marketing your business because i know i'm the same way i can do it buddy all day long anybody else but myself and then for me oh, i'm yeah. like oh i guess i probably should have posted that <laughs> mm -hmm. yep absolutely and i was talking to a friend the other day and um got some advice and i was just laughing because I, I sent a screenshot and i was like I literally gave that advice to somebody yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> and I'm over here, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And it happens like that for us because we're so involved and we're so focused on providing such good customer service and making sure that our clients are taken care of that that's the only thing that's on our minds. And so then it's like, when we have that second to think, it's like, wait, what advice do I need for myself? Because <laughs> we've given it all out to everyone else, but we still need, no matter where we're at in our business, we still need somebody else to tell us something, whether it's the same stuff we know 
or new stuff, which is why so many successful entrepreneurs have coaches that help them, that keep them going because it's important. Well, and I mean, it's always easier to give somebody else advice. It's a lot easier for me to tell somebody else to start a business than it is to get out of bed in the morning, you know? <laughs> so true. So, so true. And I don't know, tell me, when you first started, and maybe it's still happening, I don't know, um, did it, was it a struggle to get out of bed? And I'll, I'll tell you because for me, when I first left my nine to five, which was the scariest thing for me because I am a workaholic but i love what i do so i don't consider it work and when i left and i didn't have to be anywhere and i didn't have a set schedule i remember still waking up in the mornings not wanting to get out of bed because i was kind of i don't know if i'd say depressed but i think it was more a state of shock maybe because i didn't know what I knew I had to do tons of different things and I wanted to do them, but I just was in that like paralyzed mode where it's like, what am I doing? Should I get a job? Should I not? Should I do this? Should I do that? And, and you're just like struggling to get out of bed. And then once you're out, then it's like, okay, I'm good. But did you ever have those moments or have those moments still? Oh yeah. I have those moments all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, you know, you just have so much to do and you're met with so many things that you're like, never mind, I'm just going to go take a nap. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a little bit much. Um, getting on a schedule was probably the hardest part for me just because I'm, I thrive under a schedule, but I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't like having to be held, um, committed to something unless I absolutely have to be but here's why because I hold steady to my commitments if I yes. commit to something I'm going to be there I'm going to follow through with that period so I'm very careful about what I fully commit to Which but even so keeping promises to myself can become hard you know and so um, building a schedule for myself was important and it also helped me be deadline driven for myself yes um because I, especially when in the marketing management field i could easily be taking advantage of people because they don't have any idea what's going on and i've spent a lot of time fixing other people's problems where people have been taken advantage of oh yeah you know and um so you have to get good at setting deadlines for yourself and knowing that you're reaching the goals that you've set because you're the boss right you now and, um, and that's hard and that's been a struggle. But some days I just, I, I'm, I'm nice to myself. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing anything today. Like, it is so not going to happen. Today, I'm reading, I'm researching yes. today. That's what I'm doing today. And everything else can wait till tomorrow. And that's the beauty of it. But you just have to be careful that you don't let yourself fall into such a slump that you're not that you're, you've hit complete burnout and now all of a sudden you're behind because getting out of that hole is what's hard. Taking a day to self-care is one thing, but don't let it go too far. Well, and, and such great advice. And, you know, I'll, I'll share with you real quick. Here's my what I worked on yesterday by the pool, mind you, is my schedule for pretty much the fall and next year. I went through and did my whole spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and 
went through, color coded it and scheduled everything out because yeah, you have to be on a schedule and it's important to see like when I mapped it out here Monday through Friday from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed, I can see that I actually have a lot of flex time, meaning yes. I, I can fill in as needed and I can move things around, which made me feel so good because I have some major projects coming up just for myself and uh-huh. and a few clients. And so I don't like saying no to things, especially if there's stuff I really want to do. And so being able to look at a schedule like this and say, no, I got this. Like there's plenty of time so that even if I don't have this, I still have time to make it happen. <laughs> well, do you remember being in college and every day waking, feeling up, waking up, feeling like you have something pending? Yes. Something's pending. I forgot homework assignment. There's something. And then after you graduate, it takes a while for that feeling to go away where you don't feel like you've got a book you're supposed to read or a term paper to turn in or something, you know, and there's just this impending sense of doom, you know, and so it takes a while to get over that. Well, this is kind of the same way where if you don't make a plan for yourself and you don't have an idea of what your week's going to look like, what your month's going to look like, what your client load looks like, what your personal projects are then it's all just sitting in your mind and stressing you out. Yes. But if you can get it done on paper and you can look at it and go, oh, well, I've got plenty of time to do this. It is such a life changer. You know, when I realized that instead of doing all of my management work, because I was kind of staggering it out. I was like, well, I'll do social media for this client on this day, and then I'll do email for this client on this day. And I was staggering it out. And um, I decided to switch things up. And I was like, let's see if I have just hardened the pain from eight to six, how much work can I get done for this one client? Turns out just about everything. And so crazy. So once I tested that for a couple of months and realized that I could do just about all of my core management work in about a week, um, I started doing that. And then it gives me two weeks for project development and working on my company. And then one week of flex week and my flex week dedicated to my kids and my friends and my house that hadn't been cleaned in the last three weeks and you know all of that good stuff and um, so it wasn't just the creating the schedule but time blocking for me and time chunking yes. and going I'm doing all of this in this day I'm gonna get into this headspace and I'm gonna get in here and do all of these things in this one day and then the next day move on to something else uh, so important and, th- and that's what I've learned too is the the time the chunking things together the batch editing and all of that because it is it's so important and like you said with self-care yesterday when i created the schedule by the pool i thought i almost stayed home so i had gotten home got to the office and i started to work and then a friend texted me saying hey we're going to go by the pool if you want to join and it's a kind of like my my relaxation spot not just because it's a pool but just the environment itself and it's it feels very upscale and it, it just really is nice. And so I like to go there every once in a while for a couple hours just to breathe. And uh, right. I was I was thinking about it. I was like, no, I, I really should stay home and work and I, and I have these things to do. And then I thought about it and I was like, I can stay at home, look at the computer, do these things that I could also just sit by the pool and do. And <laughs> why would i stay in my normal office space when i can have that transition and have a different environment and so i did and it was awesome because like you said you have to stay focused and you really have to know your 
your strengths and your your opportunities. And for me, I knew that I didn't have hard deadlines, but the stuff that I had set out for me to do yesterday, I could do that all by the pool. And I did, and it was perfect. And and having that change in environment, I think is very huge. crucial. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge, especially for moms. Like if you're yeah. a mom that's trying to start your own business, chances are, aside from the school pickup line, you spend a lot <laughs> of time at home. And it is yes. so important to get out there and mix it up and mingle. You don't have to talk to anybody. Just go see yeah. other people in 3D. Yes. Like it is, it's, it, it helps so much just not to feel disconnected and to light a fire under you, you know? It's so true. I, you know, I love that you brought that up because I have sat in some of those school pickup lines with friends who have kids and <laughs> they're no joke. Like I have told them, I, I'm like, your kids are very lucky because if they were my kids, I'd be parked down the street and they'd be walking to me because I'm not going to stay in this line. <laughs> but you can use it to get work done, so it works. Um, and it's so true, having that human connection, even if you, like you said, you don't talk to them, going to a coffee shop and just sitting there, going to, even yesterday when I was by the pool, I just seeing people interact. And I, you know, it's funny these days now, I'm more aware of people. And, I, and I, it's funny because it's not just me being more aware, I think people are just more open to the whole, I'm gonna take a selfie here and get the perfect Instagram uh, shot. Yeah. <laughs> there was people by the pool from different ages in their 20s to probably their 60s right. who were sitting there doing the selfie of them by the pool and, and having the martini glass and stuff. So are you comfortable with that yet? Uh, no. Um, I am not either. I just can't. And I wish that I, it's like, I'm not judging. I wish I had like, your uh, confidence. Confidence. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, but I just. I'm the, sa I'm the same way. I, I get that awkward where I kind of put the phone up and I get that little awkward. Yeah, I'm trying to hide it. And then I <laughs> capture the picture and then I look and I'm like, wow, that's even worse than if I really did try. <laughs> But I'm always like thinking of the people around me are probably thinking, uh, okay, really? You're gonna take a selfie right now? Like, come on. <laughs> because I was doing that yesterday with people. <laughs> but it's fun to watch and, and just to get out of your element. And, and you brought up a great point too, is getting away from the home because if that's where your primary business is, you do have to leave and, and not just to go pick up the kids or to go to the grocery store or in my case, go to the gym sometimes. It's it's really, you have to get out and see people and, and change up your environment because what often happens, and you kind of brought this up too in terms of we need sleep, is that if we don't give ourselves that break, whether it's the self-care break, going to sleep at a decent time, getting enough sleep, exercising, eating the right foods, like if we don't play a part in all of those areas, we are going to be in that burnout stage and it happens to us all no matter how new or seasoned you are in your business and i noticed for me because i recently went through uh and i think you know this uh went through a fitness health and fitness uh change basically where i hired a trainer i got in uh some training sessions that really helped me know what my body's capable of and being able to to see, yeah, thank you. Um, 
I, I was able to see a change, a transformation that I didn't think my body was po was possible for my body type. And I also learned about the nutrition part and how all of the things, whether you're lifting weights to the foods that you eat and how the portions are and everything, I learned so much that I not only can take and apply to my personal life, but I apply it to my business and to my clients and to entrepreneurship and to be able to share with people like I'm sharing right now is that it all plays a part in how successful we're going to be in whatever we do. And, you know, when you're feeling tired, when you're feeling stressed, uh, you don't know which way to go. You have to take that break. You have well, to. And when you're an entrepreneur, there's not work-life balance. Right. There's just life. Yes. It's all just happening. Yep. You know, and that burnout is so much easier to feel when you've lost a sense of purpose. And when you're stuck in your house every day and you're not getting out, you're not seeing people, you forget what your purpose was. What's the whole point? Yes. People, the people, it's all, that's why you're doing this. People, 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 that's why we're here. That's why you're reaching out. That's why you're connecting. That's why you started your own business was to serve someone else with your idea and your value that you have to offer. But it's not about you, it's about people. So if you sit in your hole all day long, you're gonna forget that. Yeah. So you gotta get out and get around them and get inspired by the people that are around you and that fill up your life. So you mean it's not all about money? I thought we were doing this for the money. <laughs> well, <laughs> you gotta put food on the table. But the yeah. thing about it is, is that this is what um, is happening in our culture with the transparency. I can find so much out about you. You lie to me, I'm gonna find out pretty quickly. Yes. You know, all of the things with transparency. Well, I'm gonna find out pretty quickly if money's your bottom line and not building a relationship, I'm probably gonna stop doing business with you. And that money first mentality might be able to give you a little kickstart, but it's not going to sustain you. Exactly. And so that's what people we have to, you know, rework in our brains is if you put the value first and you put people first, the money will follow. Yes, it's so true. And and money is just a tool. It's just a, an energy transformation. And and we have to remember that. And it, it can be very hard because we have those bills and we have food that we have to put on the table. But like I've always said, even for myself, because I love the stuff that I do, that I'll go work a part-time job if I have to in order to keep doing what I'm doing as well. And I know that for a lot of people, especially when they think about entrepreneurship, they think, well, you have to be all in or, or nothing. It's like you either work a nine to five or you're a full-time entrepreneur. You can't do part-time and, and try to be an entrepreneur at the same time. And it's like, no, you can. You got to work on your schedule, of course, but yeah, I was about to say, there's a lot of hours in a day. Yeah, and, <laughs> and why not if you have the opportunity to have a part-time job somewhere to get that paycheck you need in order to build and grow the business that you really want to be providing to others? Well, because if you're swimming in a mentality of scarcity and you don't have enough money and you're freaking out about how you're going to pay your bills, trust me, you're not going to have enough brain space to be a powerful entrepreneur. Yep, so true. And, and that's... That's the thing, you know, I was at, um, well, you know, I was at a workshop uh, not too long ago, how a successful entrepreneurs should think. And it was a three hour workshop. It was amazing. It was all about the brain and how we think and how it um, takes in things. And basically all day long, 
our brain is trying to keep up with us because we're taking in so much. And it actually doesn't really connect the dots until we go to sleep, which is why sleep is so important. And, and it's when it connects the dots and then we're like, oh, that's what I needed. And that's where- That's why you wake up at three o'clock in the morning going, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> exactly. And so that's a, that's a motivator right there. I mean, I love my sleep anyway, but that's a motivator for me if I was trying to force myself to stay up and keep going because that one more email, that one more call, that one more uh, task, it's like, no, you have to have that cutoff, which is why I always say set office hours. It's so important to have, especially when you work from home. Yeah, it really is. I've, I got myself completely twisted around to where I was working at night more than I was working during the day. And I'm a bit of a night owl as it is. But when I do that, I always, always end up pulling all-nighters because it gets to where it's like five o'clock in the morning and I'm going, well, I'm not gonna go to sleep now, you know? So, well, then it takes me like two days to recuperate from that. Look, I am 35 years old. I have got four children. I have zero business doing that. <laughs> I am not a 22-year-old college student anymore. I do not have anything that is helping me through. So yeah. <laughs> like, it's time to reverse and rewind. So that was when I had to sit down and go, okay, we really need to look at our uh, time blocking and my schedule and how we're getting all this done, which is, you know, funny because, I mean, that's such a big part of my business is planning. Yeah. And for me, having to keep a personal routine and structure that's that rigid, um, at first it makes me feel anxious because it's like one more thing that you have to do one more thing you've got to make sure that you're keeping track of um but it doesn't it's liberating so nice yeah and and when you uh when we're talking about your business too so to your mark did you do anything for the celebration like did you start planning already like what's to come for the future because it I think for me, I, I mean, I know for me, no matter how many years you're in business, every year that you make the next one, that's a huge win. And at the end of the day, the way I look at at least my business is that if it were all to crumble tomorrow, I of course would be sad and it would, it would be breaking my heart. But at the same time, I know that I was fortunate enough and lucky enough to do what I've done so far. And if the universe has other plans for me, it does. And, and I just go with it. But I've always had that outlook, even with my first business. And when I had to close that um, after two years, I put everything in a box and I said, you know what? If it it's time to bring it back, I can always open the box and start again. But I'm good. Like, I need to move on. And so for me, I've always had that attitude. And so. Um, I don't know. So it, what do you, do you know yet what, what you want to do next? <sighs> well, um, I've, I've got visions of a, a course and turning my Root to Heart program into more of an automated course that people can buy. Um, and, but honestly, I have been pushing more towards creating my own brand. And in Suede, you know, it's all about business connections um, as not the network connections, but the connections within our business. 
okay. making sure that your your sales funnel and your process that everything meets. Um, and so, but in life, I'm huge on connections to personal relationships and minding the gap. Like, yes. what is the connection that we're missing here? You know, that's causing fear or loathing or misunderstanding or, you know, all of these different things. And that happens in life in relationships and in business. And so I'm pretty much shifting gears to do that. Yeah. Um, but honestly, that's just kind of going to be me. I'm not really planning on selling anything up front. Um, but you know, I've been so focused on client work. I've been so focused on building that base that I haven't spent a lot of time in building a large community. Um, I have a community and they're loyal and they're close and we're a tight circle, but, um, it's not a huge community. I don't have like thousands of followers on Facebook or right. anything like that, you know? And so I think I'm ready to take that step and to go, okay, let's get this message out there. Yeah. And figure out a way to do that. It's the same message that I started with Suede. Um, and it's just, it's time to move from the inner circle to the outer circle. Oh, I love that. And it perfectly ties in with what you've done. And it ties in with what is happening right now. It should have been happening before, but it's happening now more so in the sense that everyone was so focused on large numbers. Didn't matter if they were close or not with people online or in real life. It's just how many numbers, how high can our number count go for followers and likes and all of this stuff that doesn't translate to that actual connection, that personal connection, that actual loyal following. And so it doesn't translate to sales and revenue either, because if you're exactly. messaging and all that, you know, that you're sending out to all those people is off. Well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, and that's what I, I love about right now is that it's becoming more mainstream. What we have done, which is having that niche focus on building out a small manageable community that everyone supports each other, that they're very close to, and then growing that to something bigger. The the nano, I think it's the nano influencers, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I love that that ties in directly to what you had said about the inner circle moving outwards, because that's a mm -hmm. beautiful picture. I can just see that right now. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, and that's, that's so much of what I do to help business owners too, is because they come to me and they're going, we've been in business for 10, 12 years you know, sometimes, and uh, we've just, we've hit a wall. We've hit an yeah. absolute wall, we can't figure it out. And <clears throat> sometimes it's two years, sometimes it's five. One, the first one that came into mind was 10. Yeah. But each time it was because they had been relying on the inner circle to feed their business. Their word of mouth, their referrals, all of these kinds of things, and that's great. And it had sustained them and done them well. But once it's time to move to that outer circle, once you have maxed that out and you're going, okay, I'm ready to really grow. I'm ready to kick this up a notch, yeah. you know, and I don't need just one more word of mouth this month. I need 50 new leads. I'm ready to start paying for advertising, all of these kinds of things. If your messaging is not on point, you've got real problems because before you were just, I'm relying on a friend of mine to tell my story for me. Yes. But now I'm relying on a friend's, 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 friend's to tell my story for me. 
If I don't tell my story well, that telephone game is going to go down real bad. Yes. You know, so you've got to make sure that your message is pointed. You can um, rely on the people in that outer circle to get the right message. Oh, I love that. It is all about that messaging. And you broke it down so perfectly. I'm like, I can see every single thing you just said. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's why it's so important to have someone like you help with business and be able to get that messaging clear and be able to, to visualize that because as, as a client, they don't know. And, and like, I'm glad that you brought up that 10-year uh, business because it happens a lot these days, especially because you have this whole new generation of businesses exploding because of our technology and because of everything at our fingertips. And there's still this amazing generation of businesses that haven't embraced that necessarily. That they haven't even... caught up. Yeah, yeah exactly. They haven't and, caught up. and a lot of times their business itself has evolved, yeah. you know, and the business has mm. evolved and changed over the years. And they're going, okay, well, we, we support a higher clientele. We support, you know, um, we serve this more upper crust society people, right. right? And you're going, okay, cool. And they get their word of mouth people and they say, that's great. And they're like, but our leads that are coming in from our website are all awful. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And so I go and I look at their website and I'm like, well, that's because here, you're marketing to a 24 year old that's got an apartment and your ideal client makes $500,000 a year. So we have a huge gap in brand audience alignment. Yeah. And a lot of times they just don't recognize how important that is because when you've got somebody that is referring and they're telling your story for you because they just did work for you, that's great. But when you're trying, when you're relying on someone else's platform or you're relying on somebody else to tell your story or you're relying on them to do the research and you're not a part of the conversation at all yeah you know that's when you have to make sure that everything is in place and has the right messaging and the right feel and you're talking to the right people and you know and that's where they haven't really caught up because you go and you look and a lot of these guys it's like you know they've still got a website from 1997 and it's obvious yes and what i learned recently from at least a few local business owners is that they don't know how people find them. They have a retail location. And when I asked them, so how do people find out about you? They didn't know. And they've been in business for 10 years and they don't have, some didn't have an email list. Some didn't have even just a, a piece of paper that you fill out by the cash register saying, how did you hear about us? Like, it blows my mind because that's kind of one of the first things that we know to do because that's it's digital and it's easy and we know that that's you got to find out where your people are coming from but again there's this whole other generation of businesses that haven't embraced that technology and and are struggling and so just because the doors are open and the lights are on whether it's in retail or online doesn't mean that everything's golden it there's opportunities for all of us I know even for my business like we always have opportunities and it's just understanding that we have to ask for that help and sometimes we may not know how to ask but 
we have to see if we're struggling with something, how can we find the answer? And it might not just be as simple as Googling for the answer. Right. It's, it's actually paying to get help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just need that outside perspective. Um, and I mean, we don't all always love having to pay for help, but <laughs> time is money, right? And how many hours are you going to spend knocking your head against the wall trying to see what you can't see because you're in it? You know, how do you tell a fish what wet is? Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're too far in it. You need somebody else to be able to stand back and look and see what's going on. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Dive deeper into the conversation with this guest as well as others by going to yestoentrepreneurship.com forward slash podcast. Over there, you will find a list of all the previous episodes. And I hope that you'll continue to share out this podcast. And please be sure to leave a review in iTunes so that way others can discover this show and be able to realize they are not alone and that they have somebody they can count on to provide value and motivate and inspire them to keep moving forward. Together, we can make it happen. And like I always say, teamwork equals success. So go out there and do something great because why not?